Hello, this is Daniel Gregory. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. Hope you are having a wonderful holiday season. Sorry about the audio quality for today's podcast. I have gone off to visit family and friends. We got caught up in the huge storm that came through the U.S. Our flights got canceled. I shut down the studio before I left, and so all the electricity was off, so I wasn't able to get to the content for this week. So I am now learning how to record my podcast on an iPad, using my little earbuds, and trying to get it as, as best a quality as I can. So learning in the process as things go on, but you adapt as you do when you are out and about. So hopefully, again, like I said, you're having a wonderful holiday. I'm learning new stuff, and it's time to jump into today's topic, which is point of view. There actually was a different topic for this week, which we'll get next week, as I'll slide all the podcast around to accommodate my, uh, let's just call it lack of preparedness, of posting out ahead of time before I left out of town. So anyway, today's point of view is on point of view. I wanted to talk about this concept because I think it is really impactful in how we approach our photography. And by point of view, I kind of mean a couple of different things. But the big one is the point of view of how we pick up the camera and we put it to our eye. Where are we positioning the camera when we actually make the click for the photograph? And one of the reasons I bring this up is so many photographs that I look at are taken from what I would consider a standing point of view. Whatever the height is of the person, I'm six foot four, so say six foot one, six foot two, the height of my eye when I pick up the camera, pretty much everything I photograph sort of defaults into that height. It's because that's my way of seeing. That's because I'm walking around, as I'm looking at things to photograph, as I'm observing things to photograph, that's what I notice. That's what you notice, whatever height you're at. So the photographs you take are about that height. And ironically, it seems like cell phones are a little bit higher. For some reason, we hold them up a little bit higher over our eye. When we take photographs, you'll see people out and about doing that. But that's sort of the traditional point of view. Now, if you want to make more engaging photographs with things that are shorter than you, getting to their eye level makes for much more engaging photographs. So if you're photographing pets, wildlife, children, one of the first things you'll learn, one of the first things you'll be told is, hey get to their eye level. Engage with them at the level they're at in terms of their eye contact. You'll get a much more engaging photograph because they're not looking up, you're not looking down, you're sort of on an equal level. You're getting in a much more interesting perspective in that. Now, the other thing about point of view is when we pick that camera up, given the angle of view of the, the lens we've chosen, is how much we're gonna include or exclude out of the frame. And one of the things about point of view that I also think is interesting is when we make the decision about where to position that camera, we have the point of view of seeing through the lens. We also have the point of view of what we don't see through the lens. And much of what makes photography interesting when you start to get into some of the more advanced concepts, advanced ideas, is what is not included in the frame is oftentimes as interesting to the conversation as what is included in the frame. And so part of point of view is figuring out what we're excluding from the frame. What are we, in a sense, leaving out of the story? Or what are we leaving to the broader imagination of the viewer of the photograph? What do we have them looking at? What do we have them seeing when they look out into the photograph? And what do they imagine outside of that photograph? That point of view is also important because the inclusion and exclusion of that leads to our third potential definition of point of view, which is, what am I attempting to say about the thing that I'm photographing? What is my 
point of view, point counterpoint, so to speak, as we'd see on some of the news media where they put the opposing people on screen to yell at you and give you no useful information about news. But that point counterpoint, what is the point of view from different perspectives? So we have this multiple layer approach to point of view. And I think when photographs are engaging and when we're engaged in the photograph in a much more interesting way, we're taking all of those points into consideration. We're thinking about not just am I in a default robotic response to pick the camera up, look through the lens, make the photograph, but am I thinking about my relationship to the subject and what makes that relationship and that story more engaging? What am I including and excluding from the frame to make it more engaging? How much of that conversation do I leave to a viewer's imagination and how much is it within the frame? And finally, what is my own sort of take on this conversation? What is my own intention, purpose, feeling, idea, concept that I'm communicating through that methodology? The combination of all of those things together, I think, is what ultimately allows point of view to become a critical aspect of our photography. In my own work, one of the things I've noticed, and I mentioned this a second ago, is I sort of have a default point of view. And the default point of view is, walking around, I'm standing up, pick the camera up to my eye, and I make the photograph. Now that's in response to how I see the world, which might be how I normally see what I'm looking at. I see certain things out in the world at the height I am when I'm walking, I respond to them, and I make the photograph. I don't always think about those other elements. Do I have the right point of view from the subject matter? Do I have the right point of view for exclusion and exclusion? Have I thought about what I wanted to say? as I start to layer in that complexity into the photographs and into my workflow and into the way I'm approaching my photographs, I think I end up with a much more interesting conversation about the photograph. I don't necessarily end up with a better photograph or a more interesting photograph or even a photograph I potentially wanted to take. But in the workflow of, I found something interesting to photograph. Am I photographing it in the way that I want? Am I saying what I want? Have I walk through the mental exercise of what makes this an engaging photograph from inclusion and exclusion of content for the frame, inclusion and exclusion of ideas that I have in my own head about it. Am I conveying a meaningful story, a meaningful relationship to that content? Has all of that pulled together to create something of meaning, something of purpose? If I haven't, then I know there's more work to do. And this is when I looked at my own work. So many of my photographs are from this default way of seeing. I don't walk through that conversation. I don't walk through that workflow. I just sort of instinctively respond to the photograph and take the photograph. I'm, I'm amazed, you know, in a, in a more simplistic way about the running joke of, you know, a photograph is made from where the tripod's put down, but not just where the tripod's put down, but how high is the tripod? And I watch a lot of people raise their tripod up to eye level. They buy tripods that work at eye level because that way it's easier. It's what they're seeing. But again, that's not always the conversation to have. That's not always the point of view to convey and communicate through that dialogue. Some of the most interesting photographs I've ever made have been laying on the ground, laying on my stomach with the camera half an inch, two inches off the ground, trying to make a photograph of a bug or a grass or a forest floor or something. I've shifted my perspective. And the reason I think it's a more engaging conversation than just trying something different, because you'll hear people say, oh, just try a different point of view. It jumpstarts your photography. Laying on the ground doesn't make for a more engaging photograph. Getting to eye level with the kids who are 
outplaying that you're taking photographs of doesn't guarantee a more interesting photograph. Eye level with my dogs or just below eye level with my dog photographs doesn't make them a more interesting photograph. I have to bring in those two other components of point of view to really drive and instinctually make better photographs. I have to instinctually get aware of those other components and elements. So as you're working on all of these, these concepts of how do I break the habit of just always lifting my camera up to my eye? Oh, I'm just going to move to a bunch of different points. Don't just move to a bunch of different points, but also think about what are you including and why? What are you excluding and why? And by changing that point of view, by getting on your knees, by laying on the ground, by looking straight up, what does that say about what you're saying? What are you meaning by that? What are you communicating by that? And see if that results in a different conversation with your photography and the photography you look at and critique from others. Can you figure out their point of view, their perspective, their position? And I think by doing that, you'll find that you end up in a much more, I think, exciting spot with your photography because you're connected to it in a different way. You're recognizing your own innate way of being and when you need to step out of that comfort zone to say something, to be something, and to create something in a more meaningful way than just if you'd done it out of this just rogue behavior of, I always do this because I always do this. So hopefully that gives you something to think about. Again, thanks again for listening to the podcast. I know it's been a little scratchy, itchy, choppy, odd and it's audio recording, but uh, we'll see if we can also get that cleaned up for future listings once I get home back to the main audio studio. But have a wonderful week. Thanks again. Hope you got to spend some time with family, friends, and loved ones over this holiday season. For those of you who are in the cold or had a flight canceled like I did, hopefully it's warming back up and you're able to get home or wherever you need to get to. Again, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful time. Get out there, make some pictures, and I'll see you next week.